everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited to wish you all happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is our February episode of On Friendship. And we are going to be talking about the very, very romantic film, Very, Very Valentine. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Elisa, Dr. Lisa Lucas is here. How very. Hello, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so we ho- I hope uh, that everybody is uh, feeling loved and happy today. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, you can go watch Very, Very Valentine. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and this, uh, it's interesting because this uh, year they changed from being Countdown to Valentine's Day to being Love Ever After oh yeah i know which makes a lot of sense really because the problem with countdown to valentine's is that you really only can have two movies well because yeah. it's the 14th <laughs> and so <laughs> by yeah. changing it to love ever after it allowed them to have additional movies oh they're so smart <laughs> yeah so it was pretty smart <laughs> and it worked so well for everyone right more movies. yeah 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 <laughs> so this is was still when it was a part of it countdown to valentine's day mm-hmm. and uh this was released in 2018 mm. and it stars one of the queens of hallmark danica mckellar lover yes and uh and then of course one of the kings of hallmark cameron matheson very handsome <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's kind of fun that they involved dance a little bit in this because both of them had been on dancing with the stars oh Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I'm only familiar with that show from commercials. <laughs> yeah, I think it they looks both like seen... a lot of hard work. So they got to show it yeah. off what they learned and what they did, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that if I'm not mistaken, that Danica got to be Belle in the Disney night. I could Ooh. be wrong about that, but I feel like that was true. It would have been perfect. Address. Yeah. She and looked, she looks like Belle. I used to be really in to dancing with the stars but like so many things i've had to cut because i just don't have time and dancing with the stars is a big time suck because they have they have the competition mm-hmm. then they have the results show and then they have i mean it's just that's why i couldn't watch big brother anymore i'm like i just don't have time do you have it, time for survivor or have you cut that one out too i i, I didn't watch it last season because i was really mad at them yeah but no that was a tough one but <laughs> this season is i can't resist so we're <laughs> here to talk about very very valentine and <laughs> uh, so this movie uh is uh, it was a pretty simple premise when florist helen played by danica mckeller meets a dreamy mystery man played by damon runyon at a masquerade ball she and her friend henry set out to find set out to find him so what were your overall thoughts about this one what do you think i think there was a lot of cute things but i was like um you're basically right off the bat when she met the mystery man i'm like that's basically henry you're looking for henry mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and she just needed a friend there to be like hey girl you thought that was henry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i think that's who you're looking for um, but I did like, and now keep in mind, listeners, that I grew up on Lifetime, so most of the Hallmark movies I have seen have been to talk about it with Rachel for yeah. the podcast, <laughs> or some with my mom, right? 
whenever I've been home. And so I can't remember a movie that I've seen with a florist. And so I liked that angle. (laughs) (laughs) And that might be one of the most popular, who knows, but I liked that. I wish there was a little bit more with the flower stuff at the end. Um, It just kind of just added. It just like ended. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're done. Okay. It might've been the YouTube version I watched. (laughs) Like when I, when I, when this first aired, we were all like so giddy about it. Cause it's just really classic. Yeah. It's super cute. (laughs) If if you like the whole uh, friend, uh, the unrecognized friend trope in a yeah. uh, friend to lovers kind of trope in a uh, in romances this is pretty like hit it right out of the park <laughs> <laughs> especially with the uh, actors like are yeah you, like when i saw who was in it i was like okay yeah we're not messing around <laughs> do, you, do you think though that i saw some online of things that felt both of these actors are too old to be playing roles like this at this point oh. you, because they're both in their forties. Yeah. And so do you, do you think that that's too old to be playing this kind of not recognizing your friend actually <laughs> like, <how long> does <laughs> <it take? laughs> been, been friends for 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, that was the other thing. We've been friends since college and I was like, what? Like, so like 10 years ago, like, you know, I almost wanted them to be friends since they were kids, but now that that's been brought up, now I see them as really old. <laughs> I didn't quite make that. I mean, I, I'm 39 myself, so I'm yeah. not throwing stones. Yeah, no, I'm 41. I, I and so I think though, I think the point that I take from that is like, I understand where these people might be coming from when they say like, they're too old for this part. If they slightly shifted the storyline, I think it would work. But the idea is that most women, I think at the age of 40 something is probably, and not everyone, because I mean, I'm not married. I'm not necessarily looking. I got two cats and a dog and right you know jobs podcast same (laughs) so so it's one of those things like i think though that everyone in your life sort of might beat you over the head like you're friends with him like why aren't you more with him like yeah there would have been a whole lot more of that i do think yeah i do think there would be people that would be like it's been 20 years get it together (laughs) what the other thing was it wasn't until he was in the coffee shop talking with the woman that worked at the flower shop about about his divorce and i like either i missed it completely or i didn't realize that he had been through a divorce so i knew the storyline with like the flowers or a sister and and him like that the her mix-up but i i missed the divorce part Mm -hmm. and so i think that makes sense because when he says like we you know i was married and then i was divorced and then she was in a relationship then i was in a relationship and it's almost like maybe at the start of the movie we might need to see one of them come out of a relationship I think mm-hmm. that makes it more believable for their age. Yeah. But just sort of like farting around for 20 years. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> like most right. people in college, when you have a guy friend, didn't you make that pact? If we're not married by 40, we'll marry. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 
There's a Hallmark storyline. Someone get on that. Mm, mm, mm. And I think they were trying to make her appear younger by having like the the curls around her face. Yeah, her hair for sure. Yeah, and some of the things. So let's just say like maybe they were trying to pass her off as in her 30s and Mm -hmm. him you know just maybe maybe that's what they were kind of thinking i don't know but but anyway it's an interesting thought i was certainly able to suspend disbelief enough i didn't think about it till now and now i can't unthink it or (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know it kind of brings about it's interesting the whole idea we talked uh when i had greg mcbride on uh mm-hmm. at new year's we talked about when harry met sally yes and the whole concept of can men and women be friends yeah uh, or do you you know do things just get in the way it's not possible yeah. Yeah. um i don't know it's sort of something to think about here yeah but uh what do you think about that well, so this is, you know, because I study friendship, this is one of the things that I talk about a lot in my classes. Um, and I think particularly the cross-sex friendship um, with the heterosexual focus, so men and women as right. friends, like the When Harry Met Sally sort of storyline, I think the issue is not necessarily the couple or the friends, right? It's the pressure that they get externally. And so I think like, everyone assumes that when you're with someone that you must be married or dating or, you know, like each other, or you're going to give it a chance at some point. So it often brings it up as like, well, it's going to be romantic. So you might as well just make it happen now. And a lot of times then people have to defend themselves and say, Oh, we're just friends. And then the communication person in me is like, no, 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 no. Don't use the word just because friends is equally good. Like it's a friendship is a good relationship. Mm -hmm. So when we have to defend it and say, no, we're just friends. We're not romantic. It can sometime make friendship seem less than. And so I think there's a lot of pressure. So I think there is, some difficulties for sure um well, is it possible absolutely <laughs> i <laughs> i have to, to say else. i i have not had that many yeah. you know, friends i have to say in my life yeah i i have in the last uh i don't know what's it been four or five years i have a very good friend named stanford who does the um over on my channel mm-hmm. we uh we do the talking disney podcast nice and obscure animation because we both have so much in common yeah that uh, it, uh, it's really it's <laughs> just perfect uh we both love disney we both love animation yeah. we both are bloggers slash uh you know podcasters he mm-hmm. has a podcast and anyway we just have a lot of a lot in common and so we have a great time together and we're, we're friends we're both in the same religion that helps yeah. um uh, and but i do think though that i don't know if i agree that that they're on the same level i mean when you're when you get married you're making a, a, a yeah. additional commitment to each other yeah. that's different than a friend uh that you know that you're you're legally bound to this person yeah. in a way that is different than yeah. a friendship. But yeah, anyway. I also think it's like to each their own. And yeah. I think like that there, there is something about that. I think that something that cross-sex friendships can do is provide some balance. And, and a lot of that I think though is based on stereotypes that men and women are different and men or women are different in a lot of ways, but they're similar in more ways. Right. So yeah. but there are, I'm not saying there's no difficulties between men and women, trust me. Right. But I'm just saying that there's yeah. some level of, we might seek men out to have those fun experiences or, you know, 
you know, mm-hmm. be more engaged in activity and men are more likely say to turn to women to, for social support and talking yeah. and things like that. So, well, and you know, what's interesting about this movie is that both Danica's character and Cameron's character, both Henry and Helen are both really pretty insecure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they didn't take things to kind of the next level they got comfortable first of all Mm -hmm. and then and then like the way that he just so willingly gives uh gives all the advice and everything to the mystery uh, guy charles and the way that she's so insecure about naming this rose and entering the competition i mean they're both really pretty shy i think yeah uh, with this I think one of the things, like, I think it was much more clear for Danica's character yeah. as Helen to understand where she's coming from with her mother and just this idea mm-hmm. of, like, you know, this mystery guy and, and that she doesn't usually take risks. So she's taking all these risks. And then when she finally takes the ultimate risk, which was probably made maybe more truthful or honest or close to her heart than the other risks that she had taken that week. When she does it with her friend, it's like ultimately a problem because she said, I failed, right? So it seems like she doesn't want to fail because she doesn't want to send in the application to have her rose considered for this contest. And, but one of the things, so I think they make it more clear for her and that she doesn't take a lot of risk. And she also, now I would imagine in Hallmark movies, it it is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Uh but it's fairly on point for say like the man to ask out the woman and so then beth is like you should ask out this mystery guy and then she's yeah. in this week of sort of things have been changing she went to this ball and she has this dress and her mom's necklace and there's this painting that reminds her of her mom and you know just like all these things are happening and it becomes sort of a point where change is going to happen yeah. and it's sort of what what is that change going to be i mean and- honestly i would say about two-thirds of hallmark movies it's some version of they don't even really ask, ask <laughs> it just happens <laughs> it's some version of i knew you in high school we're thrown back together we have to plan this party yeah well, okay well, we fair. dated at fair, one fair, point fair. uh and so then we have to work together i feel like that's uh, but- one of the movies that i watched with my mom with um the actress who was in mean girls and in party of five Lacey Schmear. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm sure everyone just gasped aloud <laughs> that I didn't know her name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Which she's, one did you watch? I love her though. Like whenever yeah, I'm she's... like, oh. But my mom and I watched one where she goes back, and yeah, they have to like plan a party together. So yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. I, yeah, like, the last right. movie I watched with my mom. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we uh, can watch her favorite Hallmark. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> I'd totally be up for it. That would when be I really told fun. her what we were watching, she's like, I have that on my watch list for the 23rd when it's on. Da, da, da. She has <laughs> a watch list going. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Henry invites her to this black and white gala. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a side of me that's like, son why didn't you give her more time than that day <laughs> what on earth like why does she need weeks though i was like I, it together for like a couple days like she was like i need weeks i'm like what are you planning are you i mean I, like usually you'd have like at least one fitting on a dress like that yeah oh so, absolutely and I, then like a hair appointment and yeah so yeah. the day of it, it's it's asking quite a bit but nevertheless that's what he does 
Yeah. And uh, so we find out they met in college. He moved away. Then they reconnected because she accidentally delivered the wrong uh, arrangement to to him uh she accidentally delivered a blue arrangement for a baby shower to him well that's what it was i thought yeah it yeah. was seemingly super hilarious <laughs> and <laughs> i wish they would have flashed back to that that could have been hysterical i know but if they're pushing trying to make them look 30 there's no way that yeah, right. look like- i mean they could do what they did in love at the uh, christmas oh. table oh goodness <laughs> for their no. banks but um no. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that's interesting is that uh when her i think it's her uh, her aunt mm-hmm. says what about henry so great why don't you and, and she says true love should surprise you so uh-huh. she thinks that somebody that she doesn't want that comfort she wants the the spark you know the yeah the kind of a thing and so she's that's part of the reason why she hasn't done it like she's gotten comfortable with henry and yeah. and uh, to be honest if you're waiting for something like that to happen it might not you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's like waiting for someone to come to you you know and and so that might well, not be the case so yeah. and it's she- almost like she had to spark it herself but that maybe henry sparked it by inviting her to this thing last minute and her friend at the shop and her aunt not allowing her to to sort of back out of it oh my sister works at this place oh i have something for you yeah (laughs) um well and also because her parents she says my parents knew the moment they saw each other and she wants that same dynamic which is something that's totally real that does happen to people absolutely my my aunt uh chris and uncle vernon they have they tell the story so funny but he he says you know she he walked in the room she was there and he was like the queen was there i knew (laughs) (laughs) i think that happens for some people they just know absolutely you know you know and Uh, so that's what she's expecting, but that's not everybody. Yeah. Uh, and if you're expecting a surprise, is it actually a surprise? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do we, th- what do you think of her dress? I liked it. I, I liked, I really liked the necklace and I really liked her mask. So. Yeah. She said, we actually got a chance to interview, just like 15 minute interview with Danica McKellar. And I know it was pretty exciting, but she said that, I guess that mask kept slipping. Mm. So it was a pain in the neck, but it did look beautiful. It was a really pretty mask. And I really liked the dress. I mean, I think it's a little strange to have black flowers, but but I guess it was a black and white, it was a black and white ball. But, um, but yeah, I, I really liked the dress and I liked the whole entry, with mm-hmm. all of the twinkle lights and the you know the paparazzi <laughs> there was a real sense of like a cinderella moment for sure yeah oh absolutely so there is something that's sort of exciting and you think on a night like that something exciting will happen so if she's looking for a surprise sort of situation this night like coming together and how it's set up might produce that and in a way it did but it brought the mystery guy that essentially that henry started acted through or helped through their sort of courting after the after the ball so yeah yeah and so she ends up thinking that uh, that this man is henry it turns out that uh it is uh damon runyon it's charles charles (laughs) and 
Damon Runyon is a uh, is a hall star. He's done a bunch of stuff. I liked um, him. Yeah, and I thought he was a perfectly acceptable. What what do you call it again? People are gonna gasp when it's the wrong, the wrong guy. Wrong guy, but yeah. like he was like a wrong guy, but just because timing and obviously it was Henry, but he wasn't like any of those other guys where I was like that guy was a narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he seemed a little bit too much into business, but you know. Well, and I have to. I I died laughing when they're like, I want to put in condos. Like that is such a hallmark thing that every <laughs> bad man of business wants to replace. <laughs> Of beautiful botanic gardens with condos who's gonna touch a botanical garden like come on i know and uh, i don't know that's always the answer there's not never any any <laughs> hero that's investing in small uh yeah small housing affordable of, housing instead of condos like support the botanical garden yeah, yeah. i don't know make it better <laughs> yeah uh i guess there no there actually was in um love to the rescue which was my favorite movie from hallmark mm-hmm. all year all last year okay I loved it um the michael rady character in that movie that's his like passion is to it's to design to design ha- uh, affordable housing <laughs> like, <laughs> i can see you are a dream boat <laughs> but but yeah that just made me laugh whenever he's like oh we gotta we gotta close down the botanical gardens and put in condos <laughs> there's gotta be a parking lot you can build on <laughs> i know condos <laughs> is like code for like evil you're, yeah. the, you're the worst so yeah, totally but i feel like he was generally likable except that yeah. what really made him super enticing to Helen was first off the mystery aspect of it and then she's off they're off looking for him and that sort of thing and it's mm-hmm. ultimately um Henry who finds them randomly at a coffee truck right and it's like at I mean everything else that he sort of interacts with her about is somehow fed to him or yeah. given to and, him by and- Henry so I, I'm like you're not even so overall he was fine except I was yeah. like are you going to give someone what he goes, I saw this book of Emily Dickinson poems and it made me think of you. And I wanted to be like, why has she ever talked about it with you? Like, yeah. it's like, I don't right. get it. Well, yeah. I mean, cause it's, he's definitely supposed to be kind of, uh, you're supposed to look at him kind of poorly because, Oh, he's taking all this from, from Henry, yeah. but, uh, and he's not being authentic. And I guess there's some truth to that, but like, honestly who when they're just starting dating somebody and if somebody was like uh here's a hint get this do this Those people do that all the time you would be like thank you so much i mean that's the thing is we present ourselves in a positive way when we sure. are first dating people and so you're like sure i want to impress her she wants to go to this restaurant and i like strawberry shortcake let's go and right. try it right exactly so, I, you know, part if I was supposed to look at him like really bad, it wasn't until the condo thing came in where I was yeah. like, Charles, <laughs> can we have a chit chat? Yeah, the condo <laughs> thing was really gilding the lily there. That was just like Hallmark, <laughs> like stamping it on. That, like, uh, sorry, and- this is not the guy. <laughs> and I have interviewed the writer of this movie, Marsley Hall, uh-huh. and I'll put a link yeah. down in the description if people want to hear it. She's really fun. Um, That's awesome. but and and if you want to see a good one with yes. Damon Runyon, you should check out One Starry Christmas. He's one the lead in that one, and he's a cowboy, and he's pretty fun. Ooh! So I recommend that one. But I can see him as a cowboy. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> but I, anyway, I put it on my list. 
We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at HelloFresh. And Ooh. they are, yes, they're America's number one meal kit. It's really exciting. Uh, they, uh, they have 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes that you get each week. And right now you can get 10 free meals wow. if you go to HelloFresh.com slash Hallmarkies10 and use code Hallmarkies10. 10 free meals and they send you all the ingredients except for like salt and pepper i need well i need yeah. that because i don't know how to cook <laughs> yeah it's great and they yeah they give you a card recipe cards that have all of the pictures so you know in between mm, uh what okay awesome. it's, this is what it's supposed to look like and it really gets you out of your comfort zone and i think what you would appreciate it as a fellow single person like myself is that like one of the hard things about cooking for one person is that you like end up with all of these bottles of sauces that you only needed for like oh, yeah. one recipe or oh, these spices that you only need for one recipe Yep. What's nice about this is that you just get enough to make that one meal. You just, just enough spices, just enough, you know. You don't want to know how old my soy sauce is. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. that's right. <laughs> I know. I know. And it saves you all the time. You don't have to go shopping. You don't have to plan the recipes. It's just there. And it gets you out of your comfort zone of cooking. Like it gets you to try different flavors and mm -hmm. different recipes than you might normally do. And they have... Uh, different types of boxes that you can do. They have low calorie, vegetarian, family friendly, uh, whichever one that you want to pick. And the the all the uh, the ingredients are uh, are quality. They really focus on making the packaging uh, sustainable and with less food waste uh, than often than what you would find if you were to purchase it yourself. Uh, it's using recycling packaging. They have a carbon footprint is, is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. Dang. So it really is a great uh, product. It really makes for a nice, <laughs> a nice uh, part of your lifestyle. And uh, so definitely check it out. You go to hellofresh.com slash hallmarkies10, use code hallmarkies10, and get your 10 free meals. So That's definitely amazing. check that out. You'll love it. So we, at the, at the ball, we find out that she loves this painting mm -hmm. uh, of a mother and a daughter and she tries to bid, uh, but then she, uh, she, she loses and she's devastated. Yeah. And so Henry agrees to help her to find the masked man mm -hmm. later. And we also get like just a little bit of a romance with, uh, with aunt Carol. Yeah. And I loved her Aunt Carol. I thought she was so sweet. I really yeah, liked Yeah, I was like, I want more Aunt Carol. <laughs> yeah, me too. I me liked too. Beth, too. I was like, can we yeah, she was good. the girl shop? I just want to hang out. Yeah, yeah. Teach me how to do arrangements, because I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, because Aunt Carol, she says, I've watched you two for years, and why pursue a mystery man when you've got a great guy right there? Listen to your Aunt Carol because she <laughs> raised you, yeah. so she is like a second mom. And always I mean, I have an Aunt Carol myself, so. <laughs> so I. That's, maybe that's why I liked her more. I was like, <laughs> except my Aunt Carol's like super hip and cool, like, uh, <laughs> like designs her own earrings and things like that. Oh. This Aunt Carol, it just was like more, um, what's a word where I won't offend people? Uh, <laughs> it just reminded me like she, at first I was like is that her aunt or is like a grandma you know what I mean that was a little yeah. 
of that sort of like homey vibe right like i want right. to go have some mac and cheese at and her she house. kind of raised her it seemed like yeah yeah, yeah absolutely because her mom and dad both died yeah so uh so anyway um and let's see where we are uh so henry keeps trying to get her to enter the competition then he runs into charles and uh we f- he, we find out that the gardens are closing for condos but she doesn't know it <laughs> no he can't he he can't uh tell her and that's when uh we uh we get this whole sort of serena bergerac kind of element to the story with henry kind of telling charles what to do mm-hmm. and uh, i did think it was a little uh weird that whole dinner scene that they have with charles henry and carol beth and like uh it was just a little awkward <laughs> awkward group of people i felt well i was like okay so i have a couple truths to reveal or some some thoughts i had that i need to reveal to everyone yeah number one when he tried to get her to enter the contest and then i heard that the botanical gardens was closing and that he'd been working on some things to get it fixed this lifetime person in me was like he's about to use and abuse her to keep the botanical (laughs) gardens he is going to use that mystery rose to keep his botanical gardens alive and i had like a total lifetime vibe and i was like alisa you're watching hallmark no no yeah but this is not on hallmark movies and mysteries this is on a regular hallmark channel well but then i was like something about like the fact that he wouldn't tell her about what was happening kind of bothered me because generally and not always but generally we are able to talk to our friends about the things no matter if they're good or bad or that you know and i don't think it was a good night to be like let's do it right when we're in the kitchen when we're having over he he was being kind of a butt too because he's like uh you don't like playing poker you don't like carrot cake and it's like come on dude like she's just trying to but she just started dating (laughs) i mean uh you can't everyone does that everyone does that at the beginning but here's the thing from his point of view though like I wasn't sure. Like I, I thought they were both sort of discovering each other, and it's Beth who's kind of like later, like oh, you love her, that sort of thing. But there is something annoying when you have someone that you're really close to, like a friend, and you like, hey, let me show you how to play poker, and they're like, no, I don't want to do it. And then a year later, you're at some dinner listening to some new guy talk about how she loves poker, and you're like, really, you wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> I just remember my sister and brother-in-law so when they were dating like my brother-in-law was i mean he had very limited income as a college student but nevertheless he was still like super cheap and he would they they would eat like hot dogs from the convenience store and like lots of ramen and stuff like that and he would get these um like (laughs) gallon jugs of like punch and stuff that's by the milk you know what i mean yeah yeah and then like a year after they got married or a year or two and somehow that got brought up and he was like she was like yeah that's so gross and, and he was like what you don't like that <laughs> he's you like sorry I mean? no i was just pretending 
that was really funny. I mean, that's fair. Like these things do happen, but I also understand that sort of like annoyance where you're like, but you didn't want to do it with me. So that I can appreciate. But I did think what was going to happen was that uh, Charles and Beth were going to hit it off. And I'm yeah. like, I need to stop thinking through a lifetime lens. I'm like, what is No, that? but I could have seen that too. But I did really like the scene uh, between uh, Beth and Henry. Yes. At the coffee shop. I thought that was really good. And, uh, and when she sees him. And I mean, we could just talk that Cameron Matheson is so charming in this. Yes. Like he is just so likable. And he could have just stood there and breathed. I know. (laughs) He's got that (laughs) smile and just, you know, these soap, soap opera trained actors just know how to just bring it as far as that kind of leading man uh, material, I think. Well, and also I truly believe that they were friends. I think you know what I mean? Like that's, that's something that is really important to me, no matter if it's a platonic friendship story or a friend to, to partner story like this mm-hmm. one, but like, I have to believe that they would actually be friends and I do. And I think part of that is the actors. Yeah. Um, I do think that he needed, there should have been more of him though. Like in the sense of mm-hmm. like, we know he's going through some troubles, but like, I felt like maybe we could know a little bit more about why like he hasn't said anything to her, you know, those kinds of things because, and we'll get to it, but like what he did on his way out of town, I was like, wait, what? That's in like three days or four days. Like, bye. And I was like, no, that's not what friends do. Uh, So she does find out from Charles that the, that about the condos and the botanical gardens. Evil. She's she's horrified. (laughs) And then she confronts Henry and he tells her, I'm moving to Arizona. Got the job off. Three days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He says, I never had a good time to tell you. And when he <laughs> gets all, when he gets all, but I thought he did a good job though. When he gets all teary eyed and he's like, yeah. I felt it. I felt the feels. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she, 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 I think one of them says, you're, you're never going to lose me. He says, why does it feel like I already have? And yeah. I know. And there was this whole like sad musical montage scene. Yes. And it was, <laughs> I was like, uh, what is happening? Yeah. And so he comes to say goodbye and, uh, and she, she says, she realizes that she's in love with Henry. She tells, uh, uh, she tells Beth, I think. And, uh, and then, uh, she says, I want to have a sign that I made the right choice. Yeah. That's when the painting comes. Yeah. She thinks it's from Charles. Uh, then she realizes from Henry and, he knew it was funny. yeah you get this final <laughs> scene between henry and charles where he's like what are you doing for valentine's day and charles is like i don't know we're just gonna hang out and uh so then we find out that uh helen goes up to the owner of the botan or to an interested bidder of the botanicals and she's yep. like you have to save it it's so important and uh <laughs> she's like, supporting the gardens is a risk isn't that a risk worth taking yeah and, uh, <laughs> she tells charles you know i have to fight for this fight for this and uh and and charles says yeah i kind of have to too and so then they break yeah. up yeah because they're at his the interested bidder is, were 
she's doing the flowers for his granddaughter's wedding. Yeah. So Charles is helping and that's when they can have the conversation. And, you know, as soon as like they're on different sides of this business deal, that it's not going to work. (laughs) Right. And so she's talking to Carol and she says, uh, you know, that, that Charles was a dream. And so that's a problem with dreams. Eventually you have to wake up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that's a good quote <laughs> yes so then she calls henry at the airport and i love a good finale airport scene that <laughs> one of my favorites my rom-com. favorite is actually the love actually one because that, that little yeah. kid is so cute running out oh yeah i mean that's crush. one of the problems with <laughs> with movies in a post 9-11 world is we can't have the same get their security it, it's it's <laughs> you've ruined rom-com oh yeah <laughs> you stole enough did you have to steal that yeah yeah so they have to get pretty creative these days but like i love it in crazy rich asians i love that whole scene on the plane i love it in um Uh, uh, just all it's one of my favorites and so she she, uh she calls him and she's crying and uh uh and she says is charles really more frog than prince which i think is a little unfair again <laughs> like he just has his job and he's doing his job and he gets and- advice from somebody who's openly giving the advice like yeah i don't know i don't think that he's a frog i think that's a little little harsh well, and it's also like but you are essentially like you think you're in love with this person but it's because he's essentially henry without all the information about you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah that's right hey, yeah, so it's like come on <laughs> so then they have a really nice moment between her and aunt carol where she thanks her for basically raising her and she's like it was never a burden it was mm-hmm. always a privilege and uh one thing so it is clear and in, in some of the shots are real flowers but some of them it's obvious they're fake flowers <laughs> really i didn't notice oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe i so, need to clean my glasses <laughs> <laughs> i was like but, oh, they're pretty <laughs> <laughs> i'm like if you're gonna have your your movie set in a florist you really should have real flowers or you but, just hope that you have viewers like me <laughs> um but the new order comes in and uh you see she she takes the order uh to the botanical gardens and then mr right valentine's day bouquet right and then but right before that mr gregson comes to visit aunt carol and that was cute yeah (laughs) and she gets to the botanical gardens and henry is there and we get the super swoon worthy ending where he proposes and as she says uh um i loved you and then i love uh i loved you then and i love you now uh he proposes and she says he promised to hold my hand and that was so cute i thought <laughs> yeah because that was something we haven't talked about is that when they were in college they were talking about it at some point in the movie about how in college they would jump off a cliff but like she didn't want to do it like everyone else all their other friends jumped off it but then at the end of the day she did it but because he held her hand as as they yeah. jumped together and, and, and typically, that was great yeah that was so cute and typically hallmark movies they they don't they usually end with we're gonna date or we're going to whatever they typically don't end with the i love you anymore and mm-hmm. they typically don't end with a marriage proposal certainly 
anymore. But Rachel, they're in their 40s. <laughs> but they're in their 40s and they've been friends for so long that I think I thought it was fine. Yeah, I was okay with it. I was like, I mean, maybe it's like if they were 20 something, maybe I'd be like, hey, you might want to just see. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I do. I think by the time you're in your 40s, you know what you want and get her done. Like, <laughs> well, I have to say, like, I was hoping that there'd be a little bit more like i think the movie needed three to four more minutes uh-huh. in that it could be like this sort of grand gesture at the botanical garden he sent her a bouquet to like have him uh-huh. pay for herself essentially but bring the note he's there he's come back and saying like you know we could let's let's give this a go whatever the case is and then fast forward to the contest with the roses. Oh yeah, I can I can agree with that. Roses I... there with all these beautiful real slash fake flowers. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have enough money in the florist budget for that. I think it would have been also really cute if they'd had one scene where he asked Aunt Carol for you know her oh, hand. Yeah. That would have been so cute. Oh, that would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few amendments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cut out a couple advertisements. Come on. I didn't have any. Yeah. I was just saying, you know, I know they got to they got to cut for ads. Yeah, absolutely. lots of stuff they have to make like, their money. Add that extra absolutely. scene. It would have been so cute. But yeah. I still thought it was really swoon worthy. I really enjoyed it, and I thought these two had chem- nice chemistry. Yeah, and, and like I thought about it generally and like I, I really enjoyed it, but then that first question about how old they were. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was cute, like I said, and I know people are maybe like gasping again, but I love the florist. I didn't know that there were any fake flowers. <laughs> I mean, I could wager a guess, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was cute. Although yeah. I was like, are you, are they in New York city? Cause like they would show like the bridges and, and buildings. And then all of a sudden we're in a, like a suburb. And I was like, what? yeah, I forget where they, where they were. And, like, I forget. Neighborhood. That I didn't get, but yeah, I, did. I enjoyed like, you have two people who are into plants and flowers. I was like, that's cute. You were saving botanical gardens. We're bringing down the condos. Uh-huh. We have an yeah. aunt raised her like, it is pretty it's pretty classic it really is i i really enjoyed it so we have some comments from our twitter followers (laughs) so first we have from our good friend scott a patron he says scott (laughs) yes he says very very valentine is very very good you get a little cinderella a little cyrano but most importantly you see a sweet friendship turn into true love and <laughs> that was well good. written wow. yeah i know very good scott scott should be running the podcast i was gonna say us, can you write the scenes that we want to amend <laughs> yes, for this movie? i think so <laughs> good um so our good friend co-host Anne, she says i'm a sucker for best friend pining for their best friend yeah. and cameron matheson is a dream in this movie <laughs> uh yeah, and, and, yeah. Amy Mix says, perfect Valentine's Day movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tani says, this one is one of my faves. It was so cute and wholesome. Danica and Cameron had great chemistry. Yes. Uh, co-host Lisa, she says, I loved it well until the end. 
Oh, she, she didn't, didn't like, like She doesn't like the end. She doesn't like the end. Did she um, also want it to end at the rose contest? <laughs> agreed. <laughs> Some people don't like it when it ends with the I love you. They just feel like yeah, it's gotcha. too much. It's too I did much. think it was an abrupt ending. Like I, it just ended. And I literally thought, did my version get cut off? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so I, I'm assuming it didn't. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think that I, to me, it's, it feels believable. They, cause just yeah. because they've been friends for so long. And that, like once you finally decide, yeah like once you decide to to you know to go down that path what are you waiting for get it done exactly i mean i i (laughs) i could have gone either way like i thought it was fine the way it was i would have liked a little bit longer of a closure sort of ending um but i also would have been fine if it was it ended with just sort of like let's be together so i could have gone for either Again, I wanted to see her win the rose contest, though, yeah, or the flower contest, or so yes, competition, whatever. So Wesley Eversole, he says, or she says, Wesley Eversole says, "I love it." Danica McKellar is probably my favorite Hallmark Channel actress of all time. Aww. So there you go. Can't deny the appeal of, of Danica. And then Andrea Thatcher White says, OMG, I absolutely love this movie. I'm a huge fan of Danica Keller and Cameron Matheson. Last is Elizabeth Marie, and she says, one of my favorites, I love friends, friends to love stories. Yeah, and you know, that I'm glad that these were some of the comments that people had on Twitter because there was something I wanted to share about some of the movies we've been watching, and this uh-huh. one was pretty clear to me. And so... Um, so one of the things that I talk about in my classroom is something called love styles. And it was something that was developed by researchers in the 1980s. And so some people might be listening right now and being like, oh, is that like love languages? And no, they're not. Love styles, how, like, are you a romantic? Are you, you know, those sorts of things. So there are six kinds, and I'll just briefly do this, Rachel. So yeah. <laughs> Eros is like the head over heels, love at first sight romantic, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We have agape, which is like selfless love. So giving yourself all to someone. Then we have pragmatic, which is sort of like being practical and you have sort of like a shopping list of qualities you're looking for in a partner. Then we have mania, which is sort of all consuming dependent love. We have ludus which is game playing or sort of like fun sort of love mm-hmm. and then the last style is storge and that is friendship love and that is people who are friends and then fall in love and i was like that's the storyline yeah. that's going on here is that there are some people who might be more likely to fall in love with the people that are their friends because friendship is so important to them or it just allows allows a really great foundation for those relationships. And those relationships might end up being longer because they've built that foundation on friendship mm-hmm. before going romantic. And I just wanted to point that out because yeah. I was like, a lot of what we watch is is the story gay love and probably a lot of arrows to the romantic yeah. heels sort of love. Is that the same as agape? Agape is selfless, unconditional love. One of the things I would describe, like some, this refers to like romantic love, but a lot of times agape is described as it's, it's unconditional. You'll do whatever you can for your partner. But another way it's described is sort of that unconditional love that like a mother has for a child. Like that might be the best description of it. 
but in a romantic relationship, right? Like that completely unconditional, the mother gives everything to the child. Right, right. Very yeah, good. That's, Very that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, then we do have different, you know, different styles and you, yes. I mean, for me, something like this, maybe it even helps that it is, they are older because it's all the more sort of escapist for someone like me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like 39 watching this movie. It's like, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, so yeah, this one to me is a lot of fun. I, it was one of my favorites of that year that it aired. And uh, I just, I think that it's just a cute, it's just a cute classic story. The formula really executed well with really likable stars. Uh, all three of them, I think, are really likable. <laughs> yes. Uh, Damon Runyon. Uh, I liked Damon all Matheson. the characters. There wasn't a bad character. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Found, for sure. You're right. <laughs> so, well, very good. So we did it. Uh, <laughs> we did it. Happy Valentine's to everyone. I Wait, hope you are have we a- going to rate them? Uh, do you want to do that? I was going to ask you if you wanted to. I have a new rating system, Rachel. Okay, what's your new rating system? Instead of crowns, I'm doing how many country weddings will I give it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, so this one, I'm trying to think what I, I I mean, I think I gave a very high score when it first came out. Yeah. Um, And I I think, I don't know, I'd still probably give it like a, um, like a 4.25. It's pretty high. I think it's really good. I like it. Yeah, I think I would go even higher. I'm going to give it four and a half country weddings. Okay. (laughs) Country weddings. (laughs) It helps me frame what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, if people haven't listened to our ranking episodes. Yes, exactly. You should definitely check that out uh, because we love country weddings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> spoiler alert to that episode. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this uh, this one would be pretty high, I think. Probably, it would probably in my ranking, if I were going to add this one, uh, it would probably maybe be like under Christmas Choir mm-hmm. before think, Seven Year Hitch. Yeah, I think it would be about number six. Yeah, same. Like-ish. Same. Yeah. Yeah, Same there's still some that I enjoyed a lot more, um, but it, it was definitely a lot better than some of the other ones we watched, too. <laughs> so. Right, exactly. So, all right. Well, very good. This was a lot of fun. So let us know if you're listening uh, in the comment section or on Twitter what you thought of all the different things we talked about and what you think of the movie. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And, uh, Elisa, where can people find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at Best Forever's Pod, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Facebook with the same name. And then my personal Twitter is Dr. Elisa Lucas, and my first name only has one S. And then alisalucas.com should be up and running. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube all over the place and on Rod Tomatoes. Make sure to check that out mm-hmm. and uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media and iTunes, YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. 
that means so much to us we have our patron group which is a lot of fun and and, yes and all the information is in the description section and then we have our merch store which has all kinds of fun stuff as well so check that out and uh so yeah let us know what you think and we'll uh happy happy valentine's happy valentine's day bye